I was going to save this for later, but I just feel like I should uh, share it now. You know, many of you are familiar with what they call UV light. Some of y'all seen those commercials where, um, you know, the program was about the hotel saying that the comforter and the sheets were clean. And then the special news investigation comes in with that special light, blue light, black light, UV light. And you're like, oh my God, not only is it not clean, what is that moving around on the bed? <clears throat> well, that, that is what happens the more you come into the light of Jesus Christ. We live in a realm called darkness that is influenced and held captive by another realm of darkness. And so, you know, um, I do know that there is, now you can go faster than me, but most people don't just by choice. But there's a measure of where I go, you go. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. So I do know that uh, where I am going, that is getting ready to kind of be deposited on the inside of you. So I get to see the warnings first. <clears throat> and one of the things that you have to be ready for is when you start trying to get closer to God, you move more into the light. And how many of you know that light is way brighter than UV? You know, remember Paul said that he was on the road and he said at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, that light, just, he didn't even see the light. He didn't look at it. It just shined around him and he went blind. And so one of the things about the light is, is that <clears throat> if you go to the next level, I, you know, I tell you, most people say that they go into the next level, they still on the bottom rung. They not. When you go to the next level in God, you, you, your mind gets messed up. And you're like, do I need to get saved? <clears throat> because you're able to see all of the areas you thought you were good in that you weren't good in. And it's not that you were bad. It's just that this level of light shows how you can be better. And because the better is so much greater than where you were, it makes it seem like where you were was darkness, even though it was good. Are y'all following me a little bit? So you have to be very careful because that's where I am in my life right now, where the Lord has just kind of opened up my eyes to a great many things. It's, it's, that's what happens when you pass the previous test of that level. And then the Lord in the invisible realm, he brings you to another level. And when he brings you to another level in the invisible realm, you start seeing the physical realm completely different. And it's very, very scary and it's very, very alarming. You know, my, my wife and I were talking about this. She said self-deception is a dangerous thing. When you think you're good and you're not, you know, or you think you're better than you are. You know what I'm saying? And, and remember what I said before, with natural blindness, you know you can't see because everything is dark. With spiritual blindness, you never knew you were blind until the Lord opened your eyes. And that's the scariest thing in the world where the Lord brings you to a new level in a realm that you can't see. And then when you get into that realm that you can't see, it allows you to see. And then what you see you're like, how come I didn't see this? Because you were on a lower level. So that's what it means when the scripture says, I'll take you from glory to glory to glory. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just becomes brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. And the scripture says about the perfect day, it says that the light on the perfect day is seven times brighter than the noonday sun. So how I many know we got a long way to go? We've come a long way. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
And so I'm telling you, y'all, I'm, uh, I'm going to be saying the same things over and over again because these revelations that God has given me of heaven and hell, it's messing me up. And I'm just like, I'm walking around like in fear and in trip. And I live right. And I'm, I'm walking around, I'm tiptoeing. I'm paying attention to how I respond to every person. I'm paying attention to my attitude, you know, um, um, everything. <laughs> everything, everything. Because it is that serious, you all. I didn't think it was that serious, but I was deceived. I mean, it's... So, <clears throat> nothing for you to be alarmed about. All I'm saying is, I'm going to keep on telling you this. And one of the things that I'm finding is, let me tell you something. It's okay if you struggle with something. And, and they're, they're for some people, that, that they're not living right. And God knows you're not living right. So, you know, you leaving the church doesn't mean now that you're living right. I mean, people crack me up with that. I tell them, hey, the reason why this is not working mm, is you can't be in a relationship with another person's spouse. Well, I'm going to go pray about it. You can pray all you want to. <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, and I'm really amazed. You know, people with a broken mindset, they always see help as hurt. You know, you know, they step out in the middle of the street and you tell them, hey, you might want to move back because it's a bus getting ready to hit, hit you. Don't tell me what to do. I'm my own man. <laughs> Wonderful. See me? I'm like, go ahead and get hit by the bus. We'll see if Greyhound is really Greyhound, dude. <laughs> and, and Jesus, when you read, I'm just encouraging you, I'll read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus was ruthless with that. He's like, you want to listen to me? Fine, go your own way. I mean, do y'all remember it said that Jesus made one statement? One. Now, you got to imagine, these guys are watching him preach the crowd that won't eat for three days. They are watching him do miracles. They are watching him raise the dead. They are watching him heal lepers. They are watching him manhandle demons. They are watching him control weather. And it did not matter how much manifestation he had. He made one statement, and it says a large number of disciples just left him off that one statement. And the next scripture is my favorite. It says Jesus didn't care and didn't go after him because he knew that they weren't really with him in the first place. Paul said that. He said some people leave you to prove that they were never with you in the first place. I generally don't chase people unless, well, that's not true. I do chase people. That's the problem is I chase people too much. But once somebody tells me that, hey, I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't down with you no more, I didn't ask you to be down with me in the first place. I, I know that sounds arrogant, you all, but if you ain't doing this for the Lord, man, people will have you, man, in a Buddhist temple dressed like a Muslim eating, you know, and having tea with Santa Claus. I mean, you'll go crazy over people. And people will drive you crazy. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, y'all don't understand is that I have to talk to this person here and they have a particular mentality. Then I move to the next person and they got a completely different mentality. Then I move to the next person, they got a completely different mentality. So by the time you run through all of those mentalities, yours is shot. So, y'all crack. This girl sitting up here with an orange Lionheart t-shirt on with orange gym shoes. I'm like, Jesus, that's how you do it. Y'all just got the colors of the rainbow up in this piece. We came out with black and it just started going and multiplying. And <laughs> we, need to, we need to get some shirts where the Lionheart glows in the dark. Okay. 
I gotta preach one. I need a see. I need I need somebody invent this. I need I need a T-shirt so I can preach and it has the lion right here, but it glows like the Iron Man suit. That's what I need. And the eyes are just shining out like that. That's lasers, so I can just. Whoa. <laughs> That's the type of stuff I'm thinking up at home. That's why the Lord ain't gave me $30 million yet, because you know I'll be right in the laboratory calling on Iron Man. I need you to help me create something. Okay. So, but all jokes aside, you all, don't self-deceive yourself. One plus one will only equal two, no matter how you feel about it. A banana is still a banana. 6,000 years later. There are some things that just don't change. And if you try to do it any other way, one plus one will never equal three. It just won't. And what a lot of people are doing is, is that they're allowing the enemy to deceive them into thinking, you don't have to be sold out to God. You can just do the parts that you like and expect everything to work out okay. And it doesn't. The sad part about seed time and harvest, you all, is that when you sow the seed, the harvest never looks like what you sowed. So when these bad things show up in your life, you blame it on God and never realizing that it's something that you planted 10 years ago and never pulled it up. And you kept watering it with your lifestyle. I'm not talking to one person. I'm talking to us all. Because all of us have some areas where we need to stop sowing. And for a lot of the Christians that live right, you have to stop sowing stuff with your mouth. You know, when you hear something, just remember the transparency, something that really, really scared me. I like to make fun of people, you know, and not from a point of view of I would never say it to their face, you know, but but, you know, like, you know, I might see a lady and her husband walking down the aisle. She has on a pink dress. He got on a blue suit. And I might say something tomorrow, hey, check out, you know, Pink Floyd and the Blue Flamingo. You know, I say stupid stuff like that because I like to joke around. That's my wife always says I play too much, you know. And so and so so I so but my pattern of jesting and, and joking. And like I told you, when I saw those two dudes in, in aisle six of Walmart, whatever aisle they were on and two 50 year old dudes dressed like tooth fairies, you know, with wigs and, and dresses on. I love stuff like that because I like to make a comedy. You know, and so I was like, Lorana, and she's just walking, Otha, no, I don't even, no, I know it's some foolishness down that aisle, stop. And you know, and there's nothing wrong with being jokey jokey, but, but you find yourself kind of just making fun of people, and sometimes you're making fun of people that are broken. So it's very interesting that when I got on top of that, it was quite scary because it, 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 came, it came up, but I stopped it here but it was still here. So when I stopped running my mouth, I was very scary to what was housed still in my head. And I didn't say it, but it was stuck. See, when you say something, it's just fluid. It's unconscious. That's why when you hurt people, that's why you're so amazed that they're hurt because it came out of you. If you got hit with the same arrows, you would be hurt. And, and so it just comes out. But when you stop it from just flowing out, it stops in your head and you hear it. And I was just quite scary. I was quite alarmed to see how much stuff I held in my head. And one day, <laughs> I was like, I was saying all of this. And yet the Bible says you're going to give an account for every idle word. And, and, you know, and it's very interesting, you all. Jesus didn't say, I'm coming quickly and I'm bringing my judgment with, you, with me. He didn't say, I'm coming quickly and, and, and I'm bringing my punishment with me. What did he say? He said, I'm coming quickly to bring my reward. 
And so this is not a penalty system that we're in. It's a reward system. And so, yeah, account is, an, uh, is a money term, profit and loss. So we're going to look at all of the words that you spoke and the ones that don't line up with heaven. You got to get a little bit of loss. Oh, you still come to heaven, but you're going to lose part of your reward, you know, and, and I need to get everything. I mean, the Bible says Jesus died for, I mean, you got to remember something, y'all. It's quite scary when our Heavenly Father says, I'm giving you all my inheritance. He said, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to you all, but let's see how much of it you will get based on how you carry yourself. And we don't know how much this dude owns. If it's the universe, that's too much. If God only owns the universe, there's room for everyone in here to have their own planet. And yet he owns more than that. So get your life, as they say, together. Amen. Look at area. Look at area. Think about this. I mean, I do this to people on the street, and it's amazing how they fall for the rope rope every time. Hey, let me ask you a question, bro. <clears throat> if in a month I was going to let you pick out your three cars, no matter how expensive they are, no matter how expensive they are, you can pick them out. What's your favorite car? Man, Rolls Royce, Lambo, and Range Rover. That's what you like. Yeah, man, if I ever hit it big, those are the three cars that I would get. Well, if I told you at the end of one month, I will let you pick out whichever one you want with the fancy 32-inch rims, you know, they ride nowadays. Anything that you want, the gold standard, top of the line, you can pick out all three vehicles and you don't have to pay a dime and you don't even have to pay the insurance for the next 10 years. It's only one thing that you have to do. What's that? Um, you have to ride a bicycle for the next month. How many of y'all know? Where's that bicycle at? They'll see you just riding around the neighborhood, just singing. <laughs> you know how you do. You point to people when you know something good is coming in your life. You riding on the street. Honk, honk, move that old raggedy bicycle. Mm -hmm. Wait for about three weeks to a month. You would have no problem riding that bicycle. How many of you know it's always one? No, I just couldn't lower my standard to ride a bicycle for a month. Fool, they about to give you three cars that total about three hundred to $400,000 and you can't ride a bicycle. It's always one dummy. So let's move that dummy to the side and how many of y'all will be riding a bicycle? You'll be right up in Walmart. Don't matter how it costs, don't matter how cheap it is. I understand it's flat, I'm going to be riding. Why? Because you're thinking about what's going to happen in a month. It's amazing. I do the same thing to people. I said, let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to be homeless if in a month um, they would give you a $10 million mansion? I know I would. <laughs> Man, I'll be right out there. I'm not making fun of them. I'll be right out there with a sign. Matter of fact, I don't even need a sign. I can fast for a month. Jesus did a 40 day. I can do a 31. I don't eat no food. You know, just give me some water. I can go to a drinking fountain in a gym. Matter of fact, I'll be drinking out the lake. I can be homeless for a month if you can give me that $10 million mansion. And it's paid for. I don't have to pay the utilities. How many of you could do that? So that's how it looks. Now, how many of you know that if someone couldn't do that, you might look at them a little strange? Um. That's why the Bible says the angels look at us so strange because we're doing the same thing. The difference is God didn't ask you to be broke. He didn't ask you to be homeless. He didn't ask you to be uh, carless. He just said, 
for the short period of time you're on earth, just do what I ask you to do. Live clean. And if you do, I'm going to bless you on this side before you get to the other side. So all I'm asking you to do and when we say that's stupid, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then when I tear up my life, I won't blame it on you because you didn't stop me. But if you made me a robot, then I would complain at the fact that you wouldn't let me do what I do. So God is stuck. No matter what I do, you're going to complain because of your mentality. So if you want to know why I keep going up is because I don't know why nobody told me this. I just came to the conclusion that God is right about everything and I'm wrong about everything. I think I said that right. I didn't create air. Any of y'all got some air y'all created? Some precious metals that you got growing in your backyard? Some of y'all got some fruit, but you got that from Home Depot, you know, to see. No, ain't nobody created nothing. We can't even get up out of bed on time. After the alarm clock. Has rung five times. You smash. And you ever broke your alarm clock? You're just so mad that the thing woke you up. But you told me to wake you up. I know, but just mad that I got to get up. So, so, so it's amazing. If you put it in what the realm of what we can see, everybody's like, oh, this is common sense. This is common sense. Okay, I make, watch this. I make $20 an hour, and all you did was ask me to make $10 an hour for a month. And after a month, you're going to give me $50 an hour. How many would take that pay cut for a month? It's amazing. It's just such common sense. But when it comes to the biggest program in planet Earth where God said, if you do this right, you will get everything I own. And then we allow the devil to talk ourselves out of it. That's to let you know how strong the presence of evil is and its influence on your mind that you would give that up. I don't want to live like that for eternity. Let me do what I want to do and let me do it in sorrow. And let me destroy my life. Let me run around in circles. Let me do it wrong because I don't want to follow right because it's too hard. No, it's only hard because you don't want to do it. I didn't plan on sharing none of this, you all. But let me tell you something. I'm not preaching for y'all to have a wonderful life. I'm preaching for you to have a wonderful eternity. And if I preach for you to have a wonderful eternity, you'll have a wonderful life by default. I don't care what the heck they doing out here. Ten million men can call me okie doke and whatever other term they got for being uncool. And I'll be laughing at all ten million. You on your own, dude, when this time clock come to zero. Because you ain't going to change God's mind about nothing. Man, I just came to that conclusion. You know, and how many of you know? For you, for you that's on this path, it can be very frustrating. Because you call out to God, he ain't answered yet. Then you read the Bible, he says, call to me and I'll answer. You know, and it can be very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. I've never been mad at God, but I should have been frustrated in my situation. I knew to never turn my anger towards God because, because he, he, what I taught Wednesday was a masterpiece about how God answers. And I'm going to do part two on Wednesday. But just God does things in such a way. See, see, when, how God does things is I know you need to be rescued. And you want to be rescued on Monday. But if we could wait until Friday, I could rescue the whole row. 
and, and, and I'm able to see your situation and I know that you can't hold on another five days. You don't think you can hold on another five days, but I know you can hold on another five days. So I'm going to make you wait because I ain't interested in rescuing one. It's my will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? That's why he said through faith and patience, you inherit what you ask for. Just wait for a second. Our parents told us that. I understand you want that. Just wait. Who's my scream now? Wait. Wait on the Lord and you shall renew your strength. So while you're waiting, you're getting stronger. God is multifaceted. He's not trying to make you wait. The Bible says, the Bible actually says, if you have it now, don't make them wait. But God doesn't have to do what he told us to do. He can do it on another level because when God, how many of you know, you thought you was going under. You thought you were going down to the ground. You were like Sanford the Son. This is it. I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. I'm going down to the ground. And at the last moment, God rescued you. And you turn the cable back on to watch television. <laughs> Folk know that they can exercise faith over that cable. Jesus! I rebuke Satan trying to prevent me from watching my show. And Angel's like, go on and get his boy this money so he can finish watching his little show. Just... The angel said that. They actually said that in scripture. What is man that you are so mindful of his craziness? And the Bible makes it very clear that the angels desire to look into the mysteries behind salvation. It just it baffles them that you work with this dude so much. He doesn't do anything, you say, and you give him more mercy. More mercy. And the angels are like, we don't under... And see, one, one thing about none of the angels in heaven understand disobedience. They don't understand it at all. They don't understand you disobeying someone that gave you instruction for you to prosper. And then you say, no, I won't do that. I'll take poverty. That's what I always tell people. Some people say, and it's okay. God will respect that. I didn't plan on saying none of this. God will respect the fact that you need to wait. But whenever you wait, you're just telling God, I'd rather live in poverty a little bit longer before you bring me out. And God says, fine, go ahead, live in poverty. You'll get tired of it. You might be 89, but you'll get tired of it. Okay? And don't be the type of individual where you waste your entire life and you look back. 2020 vision of the past is a scary thing. It's a scary thing. I saw something yesterday and got teary-eyed because I was being convicted based on what had happened. It was a Publix commercial on top of that. I mean, the Lord knows how to get your attention anyway. People in the Bible, he got their attention through animals. I remember that prophet walking down that road. He had disobeyed God. He was riding that donkey. This is deep. The man couldn't see the invisible realm, but the animal could. And the animal, the Bible says that, that the donkey saw an angel standing in the middle of a war, in the middle of the road with a sword. Because he was going to kill the prophet because he was getting ready to mess God up. And it says the donkey just kind of ran into the wall and crushed the prophet's foot. I got it. It says that the prophet beat the donkey. Boom. And it says, so the donkey got back on the road. Donk the donkey in a situation, ain't he? <laughs> I'm going to either get beat by this dude riding me or I'm going to get killed by that dude standing in the road. So the donkey is in a situation. This is how I read the Bible for y'all be reading. Uh, no, not me. I'm like, this is crazy. 
Said they got back on the road. Says the angel appeared again with that sword. It said this time the donkey, he ran into the field. <laughs> so he got beat again. He got back on that road. And the donkey saw that angel the third time and says, well, it said he's, I'm going to just plop down. I'm not going anywhere. And he beat that donkey, beat that donkey again. And then what's crazy is the donkey spoke to the prophet. He said, while you're beating me, did you ever think about the fact that I've never done this before? And the crazy prophet started talking to the donkey. This whole situation, I would have been like, stop right there. Hold on. Why are you talking? Some of y'all would have just ran. Ah, a donkey spoke to me. The moral of the story is, is that the Lord opened up. It's a, man, it's a wonderful story. The Lord opened up the eyes of the prophet, and then he saw the angel. And it was the last piece. The angel said, had it not been for the donkey, you would be dead. Jesus. It's crazy when an animal got more sense than you do. Man. Turn to a neighbor. Don't be a donkey dog. <laughs> You're looking like I'm not even I'm not turning to love. I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm not I'm not doing it. Be careful when you have dreams. Sometimes the animal that God uses a dream, he's trying to show you that you are um, acting like that particular animal. If you have an ostrich in your dream, God is saying you're acting very stupid. The scripture says God made the ostrich stupid. So he created each animal has a particular nature so God could point to that animal to show you how you are. That's why Jesus, the first time he came as a lamb. You know, and, and, and if you ever kill a lamb, he doesn't fight you. He just allows himself to be killed. Okay. The second time he's coming back as a lion. Okay. The Bible says a lion is the only animal that won't turn back from any enemy. Okay. And so you see that, you know, with eagles, you know, God uses the eagles because they have the ability to see. Okay. So you, these different animals, you know, unbelievers are called fish that need to be caught. Hey, okay? <clears throat> so. I mean, I can go in a circle in a minute, can't I? I'm just, I'm preaching multiple messages, but I'm usually answering different questions that people have. And sometimes what I say just makes a person curious to just get back in the word. So, all right. Crack myself up with these multiple messages.